What is up, Bitcoiners? This is CK with another episode of the Bitcoin Magazine podcast. This week, I get the pleasure of sitting down with one of the most exciting entrepreneurs out there in the Bitcoin space, someone that I've personally looked up to for the last couple of years here and have really been in awe of his product and the concept that his company has revolutionized. I'm sitting here with Alex Adelman, the founder and CEO of Lolly. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to, good to see you again. Yeah, last time I saw you was in a better time. I think it was like the 2019 consensus. Or actually, no, it was at Bitcoin 2019 in San Francisco. We were just talking about how, like now, price was pumping then. It was great seeing you then and good to catch up with you here now. Yeah, good to talk. And, and maybe there's something here. Maybe every time we talk, Bitcoin pumps. So <laughs> if you're feeling superstitious... Uh, there we go. All right. Well, we're going to have to have one of these powwows every month now then. But, Keep it pumping. So yeah, Alex, like I said in the intro, I've been a, a fan from afar and a fan of what Lolly has been building just in the way that you have kind of brought Bitcoin to the masses and made it really kind of accessible. I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, I, I really think of the, you know, what you guys have done is you've turned Bitcoin into a universal reward point. Can you kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what was the inspiration and how did you guys see Bitcoin in this light? And, you know, what was the path to kind of creating the beast that is Lolly? <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we've created Bitcoin rewards application that gives people free Bitcoin when they shop online. So part of the, the inspiration was, uh, you know, we, we had all gotten into Bitcoin at a time when there was just exchanges, when, when you know, the, the way to get Bitcoin was to either mine it or invest in it. And I think, you know, we, everybody has that sort of moment where they first hear about Bitcoin and it either like hits them and they get it or it doesn't. And then you come back years later. When I first heard about Bitcoin, I was like immediately inspired by it. I had had all these issues with payments over the years, you know, being a programmer and building things on the internet, you know, doing international business, you have all these issues with payments. And so when I heard that it was like the first asset that everybody in the world could possibly own and move money around freely and you know banks couldn't shut you down processors couldn't shut you down i was like okay this bitcoin fixes this it fixes everything and i just got hooked the issue was when i would tell friends about it it was like you're basically asking somebody to invest in it so there 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 wasn't really a great way to tell friends to get into it unless your friends were like savvy investors or had the good understanding of like financial markets or in investing or or were interested in potentially mining it so I took you know, my background, which was building software, working with merchants. And I, you know, we, we, with our last company, we've powered a lot of these like rewards platforms. We've powered a lot of these e-commerce platforms in the past. So I kept looking at this idea of like, you know, rewards, something that hundreds of millions of people you know, do all over the world every single day and saying, okay, if we're gonna, if we're as Bitcoiners, if we're just gonna spread the word of Bitcoin as an investment or a computer technology, which is mining, we're only gonna reach less than 1% of the entire population ever. You have to break through, you have to bring it to more people if you want mass adoption. And so, yeah, basically we took our experience and, and connections in, in the merchant space and we called up all of our, our friends and we said, what, what would you be, you know, would you be interested? And we were just like, amazed with the, the sort of the overwhelming response that merchants had to this. And, you know, they keep in mind, like, you know, the, the company we were building previously was more of a payments technology that we had talked with these merchants four or five years pr prior about adopting Bitcoin as a payments technology. And none of them were interested. 
And then a few years later, we start talking to them about Bitcoin as a rewards or a savings technology, and they all got it. So we launched, I think, as you know, with like 500 merchants. We just, you know, we're excited to announce that we have just over a thousand merchants on the platform. We have more merchant partnerships than any other crypto company, either crypto or Bitcoin or DeFi or anything than any other company in the world. And and, and I think that it's a very important for uh, Bitcoin adoption to bring both merchants and users into the into the uh, experience of like owning, earning Bitcoin and stacking those stats. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of is a perfect transition to my second question, which is around, you know, bringing in really amazing top tier names to the merchant side of the partnership aisle. Really, you know, I think Lolly was the very first company that I saw that was really engaging with mainstream, main street brands. And I'm just kind of curious, like, how did you kind of have the confidence to talk to those merchants about Bitcoin? And how did you start those conversations? Just because it's almost like Steph Curry, you know, kind of breaking that mental barrier for, you know, hitting threes in a season, right? Like, I feel like since <laughs> then, you know, Bitcoin companies have, have almost taken a step forward into the mainstream. And I don't know if it's because you guys did it first or, or what, but I definitely think you guys were one of the first to kind of make a big splash there. Yeah, I, I think I, and th- thank you for recognizing that. And it's, you know, it's not just me, it's my, you know, my, my team is, incredible. I, I, I do feel like every day, like, you know, I, I look around and we're, we're building this with like the absolute dream team. So, you know, shout out to them and, and a lot of credit to them. It's, it, it, it's not just a one man show over here, but yeah, I think the confidence came from like, I know what merchants want. I've made merchants a lot of money over the years, been in this space, I've been building technology for these merchants for coming on nine years now. So with the previous company, you know, we, we built a pretty revolutionary technology, more in the e-com payments world. You guys and sold to Target, right? Target was one of our investors. We ended up getting acquired by Pop Sugar to come in and power ShopStyle, our 1.2 billion retail revenue running through ShopStyle. And then we got acquired again by a bigger company called Rakuten, which is the biggest mm, cash back yeah. company in the US and, and many parts of the world. So, yep. so through that's that, the history right there. Yeah. It's a, it's a longer story, but we'll, I won't bore you with details. So basically, yeah, we, we got to meet every retailer in North America, many parts of the world, and make them a absurd amount of money doing more traditional rewards, you know, building out e-commerce infrastructure. And so, you know, when you make, comp- when you make people money, when you make merchants money, you know, typically you, you have their attention when you bring them new technology, because, you know, with the last technology we bought, brought them, they try, you know, we built their trust, and it was a long time of like banging on doors, getting their trust, getting their attention, and so now, you know, when, when I brought them this technology, I said, you know, trust me, Bitcoiners are, there's a lot of them and they have a lot of spending power and they're a very passionate community. And like, trust me, like I know them, I'm a part of them, you know, this community and I was just bear, bear with me. And so I think we've proven to them that like, you know, you can be a Bitcoin friendly merchant without necessarily having to accept Bitcoin. You can tap into this whole community and like by being aligned with Bitcoin, you know, there, there's almost a business case there that I think we've presented. We've shown them that like you can be aligned with Bitcoin and it can be successful for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess talking about aligning with Bitcoin and using Satoshis as like this universal reward point, can you talk about like why Satoshis are optimal for, you know, the job that Lolly is trying to do and what these, you know, merchants are, are looking for? Yeah. And that's a, a great question. So, you know, when you look at the landscape of rewards, you've got you've got points players. Think of it like airline miles. You've got points programs with your credit card. 
And then you have cash back programs, which just give you direct cash back in, into your into your US dollar bank account or or whatever your native currency is. And so the there's pros and cons to all of them. The pros to to, to point system are mostly on the side of the merchant because it's it's sort of an arbitrage. They're getting to say, you know, what this point is worth, which is basically like they basically get to print their own money to say like this point is worth this amount this day and has the buying power of of you know, buying X, Y, and Z. And so that really takes away a lot of the control of the individual that's earning the points because they have no control of what that is worth. So it's basically like a highly centralized money printer. And you basically have like the Fed of all these different point systems that decide what that money's worth. Then you have cashback. So, you know, cashback is like a little bit better than that because at least you know the dollar amount that you're getting. The cashback user is a little bit more savvy. They're saying like, okay, like we're getting cash back for all of our purchases. We know what we're going to get. And so we're kind of more going after that savvier user that's like used to getting cash back that understands Rakuten, knows Ebates, that kind of user, and is more of like an elevated savvy shopper. Bitcoin kind of takes it to a whole new level. Bitcoin is saying like, okay, you know, we're, we're saying, you know, cash back, this is like cash back, but instead of you know, the cash back being similar to points and that you have this like centralized system that is printing money and is like decreasing in value. You have Bitcoin, which since we launched, it was Bitcoin was around 3,500, 4,000. Like we're, we've already proven that Lolly is four times better than Rakuten and all these other cash back systems. And so when people check their, their, you know, their Bitcoin balance on their, in their Lolly wallet, you know, if they joined us early on, it's like three or four X. So you have this sort of additional feature that cashback doesn't have, which is like price action. And if we're being honest, like that brings a lot of people into the Bitcoin space. They think, how can I make money with Bitcoin? Then they start to learn the principles that you and I know and love, which is like, you know, sound money and, and sort of truth in the form of money. We know that there's only 21 million Bitcoin and there's power in that, that we can then teach people over time that's going to retain that, them as a user. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually like obviously the it's it's surprising to hear that the investment aspect of Bitcoin was the primary driver, and I guess it shouldn't be surprising. But I would have thought that one of the big advantages you'd mention is the the liquidity of Bitcoin, the fact that you can withdraw your Bitcoin from Lolly, send it to some exchange if you want, and then sell it and have money in your bank account. Like it's you can't really do that with airline points or, I mean, maybe some cash bag stuff will eventually lead to money in your bank, but it's definitely not as easy as just, you know, liquidating on cash app or something like that. Oh yeah. We, I mean, we completely beat, beat out like in all aspects on the points, any, any sort of points programs, but in a lot of cases, you know, if, if a merchant's doing points or your credit card's doing points, we can work on top of that. So, you know, there's, there's like companies that have done, you know, like there's, there's plenty of great credit card companies out there that are giving you points. And we're saying you don't have to like not earn points because plenty of people want to earn points. And if you're going to attract the masses, you have to basically say like, okay, you're going to earn these points with your card programs, but then you're going to earn Bitcoin on top of your card. And that's what makes it really powerful. So I, I'm a big believer in like, in order to have behavioral change in, in, a, in a global financial system, you have to really do a one-to-one. You have to show somebody, okay, this, these points that you're earning side by side with Bitcoin are like, you know, what does that look like? So you, let's just say you earn a dollar in, in your points program or dollar cash back with whatever system you're working on. The strategic reason why we're building on top of mar- the marketing stack where we're building points Bitcoin back on top of point systems is because when you're earning those, those points and you, you juxtapose it with Bitcoin and that Bitcoin goes up, you start to say, okay, 
well, why wouldn't I want to earn Bitcoin for everything? And you start to like go further towards Bitcoin because you're paying attention to, you know, a dollar is a dollar, but, you know, 100,000 sats that I earned is now maybe, you know, $20. So you start to see that over time by just earning something that you're familiar with. So 5% back in, in Bitcoin over time is better than 5% back for cashback or 5% back with points. Yeah. Like you said, it seems like a simple truth that Bitcoiners have accepted that Bitcoin is better money and therefore numbers going to go up. But for people that haven't necessarily bought into that yet, that kind of side by side comparison is probably, you know, very, very powerful in in their adoption journey. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess kind of talking about Lolly, before we got on, you were mentioning that you guys are in build mode and that you guys had just shipped some new features. Why, why don't you give us the update on, on what's new with Lolly? Yeah, so we just launched a, a really exciting new feature called Sats Tags. So if people yes, are familiar with uh, cash tags, it's very similar to cash tags, but instead of dirty fiat, it's an identity layer for Bitcoin. So I, I think like, Part of our whole mission is to make like Bitcoin more accessible to everybody. And we were having this, this issue where, you know, when we, when we do giveaways or when we, when we say we want to interact with our users, we don't want them to have to give their email away. We don't want to have to give them, you know, them to give personal information away, especially over social media platforms that are, you know, highly centralized. So, you know, we created this way, this way called Sats Tags for people to communicate openly with us, either anonymously or, you know, with their, their identity. And we can go give them Bitcoin anywhere on any social media platform. So, you know, when we're launching like Lolly TV on YouTube or when we're, you know, giving out Bitcoin on Twitter or when our merchants are doing these, you know, partnerships with us where they want, you know, us to promote their, their, their products or services, you know, we can easily communicate and give away Bitcoin and identify our users and not have to have like their email be publicly displayed or their real identity publicly displayed. So right now it's in its infancy, but if you can sort of extrapolate like what this becomes, it's me being able to give Bitcoin to anybody in the world and it being able to be this like perfect hybrid and this connective tissue between on-chain and off-chain and sort of this like easy, like, you know, user-friendly way of interacting with Bitcoin. So, I mean, essentially it's kind of like an email address or, an, or a name tag for your Lolly wallet, right? And you can kind of use the Lolly infrastructure as like almost like a private layer too. Is that, is that kind of what SAS tag enable? Exactly. Yep. Awesome. I mean, I'm personally very excited about just, I mean, everyone's super excited about Lightning and open source ways to have a payment network. But I mean, is kind of like unbitcoiner as it sounds like proprietary layer two is kind of like what you guys have built with the ecosystem within the Lolly wallet and others. Like that's going to be a very much an intermediate step to scaling Bitcoin in my mind. I think it's the only way that you can bring Bitcoin to the masses in, in the speed in which we want to take Bitcoin to the masses. So like, I'm a big fan of Lightning, I, I, Lightning Labs, Liquid. I think what they're doing for the space is incredible. Where we're kind of, you know, sitting and the, the, the demand that we're seeing, like we're not on the payments layer yet. And we're not seeing any real demand for merchants to accept Bitcoin because right now, the overwhelming majority of people do not want to pay with their Bitcoin. They don't want to spend their Bitcoin. And the overwhelming majority of merchants don't want to accept Bitcoin because there's not a big enough market of people who want to spend it. And not even to mention all of the remittance network requirements and all of that sort of stuff. So I think Bitcoin payments is in its infancy. There's 
plenty of things that like Lightning is doing where it doesn't necessarily need for Bitcoin payments to take off now. There's plenty of things in the background, remittance networks, international uh, payments, plenty of things that you know, where light, Lightning and Lightning Labs and Liquid and all these sort of things can excel without you know, needing companies like Lolly to adopt them right now. That, that said, as a personal user of Bitcoin, I love Lightning. I, I use it all the time, but our users aren't, aren't really demanding it. And there's really like on the off-ramp where we're saying like, you know, you're coming into Bitcoin on Lolly as a, you know, you're spending fiat, you're putting it through basically a shredder and you're getting Bitcoin out of it, right? And, and so when people transfer their Bitcoin off, there just isn't a lot of people that are like transferring Bitcoin to Bitcoin right now that there's like a big demand that we can go, you know, do that and for it to make financial sense right now. At a certain scale, it will. And, you know, when we do get into Bitcoin payments and we go to our merchants and we say, hey, you know, Sam's Club or Everlane or Groupon or Sonos, you know, do you want to accept Bitcoin because there's a massive market? I think we're going to be at the forefront of that adoption, but the, the world is not ready for that yet. So kind of talking about the forefront of merchant adoption, huge news last week was PayPal officially dipping their toes into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And part of their roadmap was eventually turning it on for their huge network of merchants. Can you kind of give me your take on that news and what that means for Lolly and Bitcoin? Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Pay, PayPal, clearly, like, you know, one of the biggest payment companies in the entire world, some what, 350 million users, the, their reach is just incredible. And their merchant network is incredible. So it's very, very good for Bitcoin. I think that we're going to see a lot of like, it, it's going to look very basic in the early days. But I think as you, you and I both would probably agree, anytime any company that size dips their toes into Bitcoin, it's typically like net good for Bitcoin. You know, we saw something similar with Cash App, proving that you can have a real business model with Bitcoin. And in their last few quarters, you know, they've, they've reported their earnings primarily off of Bitcoin. So what, what's happening is you're going to have two classes of, of fintech apps. You're going to have apps that are, are dealing with crypto and, and ones that are only dealing with fiat. And you're going to have apps that are going to excel because they have an extra revenue stream because they're dealing with crypto. And the more and more companies that, are, that do not get into Bitcoin that are losing money or are not going to have that monetization stream because they're being, they're going to get left behind. So I, I kind of look at like, you know, the world as a form of like incentives or, you know, how are, you know, what are people optimizing for? And all of these companies, PayPal included, looked at Cash App and was like, if we do not offer Bitcoin, we are going to get left behind. And so it's this beautiful example of like, you know, we're going to come out, we're going to show you can create a real business with rewards. Cash App's going to say, hey, you can create a real business with giving people the ability to buy and sell, like everyday users, the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin. And then you have companies like PayPal that are like waiting way too long to get in the space. They see all these other companies that are creating real business models and they're like, hey, we're not going to get left behind. So this is just like the next company. Like you can probably fully expect the, the next wave to be like MasterCard, Visa, all these other payments companies to get involved in the space and all these sort of neobanks and fintech apps all across the world where they're not going to have an option. Their board members are going to say, you have to offer Bitcoin or, or you, know, you will get fired as an as a executive. So it, this is good for Bitcoin. Awesome. And I mean, I guess talking about Lolly been pushing that message since 20, I guess, you know, late 2017, 2018, like, can you talk about how that has affected the conversations that you're having with retailers and just kind of dive into that progression? Yeah. So when we first started, a lot of these merchants knew us from our previous company, as I mentioned, and a lot of them did us a favor. They just trusted us, right? And 
you know, since then, I think we, you know, we've made them a lot of money. They trust us more because, because of that business relationship that we have with them. As they've started to see like, you know, competitors come on the platform or competitors have seen, you know, them, the people be successful on the Lolly platform, the conversation has changed and they've started to see, okay, I can make a lot of money being a Bitcoin friendly company. And so now a lot of these merchants that had no clue what Bitcoin was, they were just doing it as because they were making money. Now we're asking me like, how do I go deeper down the rabbit hole? So I always send them, you know, like Bitcoin.org or I send them, you know, a blog post that we've done on the more the Bitcoin education side. I send them Bitcoin mag. I even send copies of the Bitcoin standard to, to our merchants. So we're starting to like, you know, really like red pill or orange pill, if you call it that, you know, these, these merchants that otherwise were just happy to be making more money and compete with Amazon, you know, using, using Lolly. Now we're starting to see like true Bitcoiners emerge that are like, okay, how do we get more involved? How do we invest more into this platform? And so that's, that's a sign we're seeing on the merchant side where the merchants are getting way more excited and seeing Bitcoin as a, as a real business case more so than they did two years ago. Wow. That's awesome. And that's amazing to hear that, you know, you're actually orange pilling merchants and, and, you know, sending them educational content. So I guess, you know, with, with that, like, let's talk about where do you see Bitcoin in the next couple of years? Like obviously forecasting what Bitcoin is going to do and what people are going to think of Bitcoin is something that's important for Lolly. You know, what's your outlook here? Yeah. So the, the next, the next phase I think is going to be, how do we get Bitcoin into the hands of more people? And I, I think like, you know, we already kind of you know touched on it of like Lolly's going to keep growing. There's going to be apps like PayPal that come out, Venmo, other apps like Cash App, Monzo, all these sort of Revolut, like all these apps that, that are going to start to see and report on way greater Bitcoin adoption. So this whole next phase of like neobanks are going to emerge that are going to be offering Bitcoin to their users, either giving them the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin or give them the ability to earn Bitcoin. And so like, I think that's going to you know, take off and really lead to like more Bitcoin adoption. I think that's probably like the next phase that I'm, you know, so excited about and what's going to get like, you know, the masses to come in, in, in you know, uh, uh, onto the Bitcoin network. Cool. And then I guess, speaking of like how that plugs into Lolly, are you guys planning on plugging into some neobanks, becoming a neobank yourself, offering new ways to do a sats back? Can you leak any yeah. cool information here? Yeah, so we're, we're launching our mobile app pretty soon. And the mobile app is going to give people more abilities to earn. It's going to give people the ability to earn eventually internationally. I think like, you know, Bitcoin is about equal access everywhere. It's about, you know, the democratization of commerce. Part of like, you know, my frustration is that we have to deal with so many fiat like constraints by being like, you know, focused in, in the US, being focused, being geographically constrained. That, a lot of it is because like we're a small, scrappy startup. As we continue to grow, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm most excited about is going really broad, is, you know, bringing Bitcoin to the masses and that's, you know, emerging markets, new countries, new continents that, you know, we're not in currently. So we've, we've really figured out this model. We've proven to our merchants, both domestic merchants and international merchants, like Booking.com, for instance, that, that we've, you know, built this really great business relationship with them. So part of our expansion over the next year is going to be going to, to new countries and giving the ability for more people to earn free Bitcoin and get into this, into this space where previously we were US only. I would say the things I'm most excited about, international expansion, mobile expansion are, are two of the biggest things, really like SATS tags, you know, creating content around Bitcoin, Bitcoin education with things like Lolly TV. 
so yeah, those are, those are things I'm super excited about. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Alex, again, thank you for your precious time. Thanks for coming on and talking Bitcoin and Lolly here on Bitcoin Magazine podcast. Where can the listeners find you? And if there are any Bitcoin curious merchants out there, where can they reach out to Lolly? Yeah, so lolly.com, L-O-L-L-I.com. We're super accessible on Twitter. I mean, try Lolly is our handle. My DMs are always open personally. It's Alex Edelman, just my name. I mean, we're, we're a super accessible company. We're small, but we also, I, I think we, we do a lot with a little, you know, merchants can reach out, users can reach out, but yeah, we make it really easy for people to earn and own Bitcoin. So thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, make sure to give us those five-star ratings and reviews. Make sure to share this episode on social media. Make sure to share Alex and make sure to create a Lolly account and check out all the amazing merchants on there. Seriously, if you're traveling, if you're buying stuff, like if you're buying anything, most likely you can get Bitcoin back. So you're leaving stats on the table if you're not using Lolly. Love it. Peace. Awesome. Take care. A quick reminder that all of the content in this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should not construe the information as legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. Nothing contained in this presentation constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, or offer by BTC Media, the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network, or any third-party service provider to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Do your own research.